0: Welcome back to another episode with Echoes on Air. Uh, This is Janelle, your host, and...
1: Hi, this is Chris, your regular co-host.
0: Great. And we have several other co-hosts in the room. However, comma, before we go around the room, let me just tell you about how our day started. Um, There was a storm. uh, And by storm, I mean like mini monsoon, possible tornado. Um, I might be a little dramatic, but... It was bad.
1: But honestly, not really. No, mm, it was, it was brutal.
0: Okay, great. Awesome. So I'm not being dramatic this time. It was pretty bad. Couldn't see anything in front of me. What that means for you is that our sound, uh, well, not our sound. There is no electricity where we are. So this is dedication. We are bringing you a show out of the dedication and love of our hearts. Um, but. And uh, in the uh, room with us today is the cast of Hashtag Voiced. You guys can talk. You don't have to, like, do that. You guys all look so nervous. Don't be nervous. We are. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know, Hashtag Voiced is a play that I wrote, like, a little while ago. And then we did a workshop. And we have a lovely, lovely, lovely cast of um, students, actors, and, like, all-around geniuses? I don't know. No? yeah, You're not going to? Okay. We're... Yes,
1: everything that she said is accurate. <laughs> Can uh, confirm.
0: Yes, and if you had seen them on stage, you would agree as well. So, um, but yes, yeah, some of our cast is here in the audience, uh, in the audience, in the studio, and we are going to be talking about social justice from their standpoint. So let's uh, do some introductions. Let's start oh, with you.
2: My first, what do I say? Just like, my name is Jordan. I play Sadia. Saida. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Cool. Um, I'm a sophomore now. What do you- I go to Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing Visual Arts.
3: <laughs> hey y'all, uh, this is Emily. I am going to be studying uh, musical theater at UT Arlington this fall, and I played Hannah in Hashtag Voiced.
4: Hi, I'm Lauren. Uh, I also I just graduated from South Grand Prairie, and I'm also going to UT Arlington to study theater performance. And I played Chessie.
5: My name is Armando, and I too was invoiced. I played Emiliano. And I graduated from South Grand Prairie like the past three felons. I graduated <laughs> from there too, and I'll be studying theater performance at Arlington as well.
6: Hi. <laughs> I'm Cielo. And <laughs> I just graduated from Adamson High School. I'm um, going to Mountain View College to study to be a dental hygienist.
7: All right, hey guys. Um, I'm Johnny Camacho. Um, I just graduated from Adamson High School as well. Um, after high school, I'm going to be shipping off and serve uh, the in the National Guard on July 30th, and then I will come back in February. Wait a little bit and then I'll be attending orientation um, at UT Austin for communications and leadership. Yeah. Yay.
0: So we've got like some already professional
1: performers. So y'all are whole oh troops. There's a really? whole like South, what, is, what did you say? South Grand Prairie. Yeah. There's a whole South Grand Prairie troop going right. to UT Arlington. Right. Yeah, I support seven, it.
0: Right. Also, UT Arlington, you're welcome.
1: Right. (laughs) Take over the theater department.
0: Yes, like shut it down. Um, (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so we're going to kind of get started. What I wanted to really do is not so much just talk about uh, hashtag voiced, but really about some of the things that you guys, um, or even that some of those characters experienced. Um, A lot of those experiences that I wrote in the play came from. Some experiences that you guys have mentioned that you had. So that's kind of what we wanted to do. And also, um, for adults who are listening, um, I, you know, one of the things I heard from you guys is you didn't feel like you had a voice really, or that you felt you didn't feel like you could really talk about some of these things. And so the hope is, is that this gives you a platform. Like there are about, you know, 200 subscribers that we have that are mostly adults that, you've got their ear. So, you know, we're going to kind of tell them some of the things that you thought they needed to know. But how, I guess the first thing I want to ask is why is it that you felt like you didn't have a voice?
4: Just, it's understandable. My parents personally have always been like, you're a little young to be talking about that. You're a little young to truly understand the gravity of the situation. And I think that kind of just resonated with me. And I was just like, all right, like I guess you're right. Um, I don't know, it's just what I have always heard.
5: Uh, I think one of the main things with my parents whenever it comes to talking about certain topics, uh, it's just experience and maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't like lived on my own yet, I'm still living with them, all that stuff. I've had a considerably easier upbringing than they have, both of them. So I think the main thing is just really experience know if you haven't experienced this if you haven't experienced that if you're not independent then there's certain things you just don't understand you know like you can comprehend certain things but you don't understand them in a way where you're um, when you're experiencing them when you're
0: so you understand it like theoretically essentially you understand what may be happening but you don't necessarily understand the feeling of it or or how to respond like what do
2: you yeah like
5: um, you know, certain things you're not going to know how to respond to until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things you don't know or care about until it happens to you.
2: Yeah, I've had the same thing with, like, my parents. Like, they say, like, you know, you're too young to understand, you know, what's going on around you. So, like, until you get old, older and are able to learn and understand other things, then you can, like, voice what you have to say. But, like, so even if I did have my own thoughts about things, I didn't really say anything about it because they told that to us from such a young age.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So
2: it's, is it really kind of really
0: like a respect, respect thing for you. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like you have an opinion yeah, it's but you always, just don't.
5: It's,
2: it's like just be it. respectful like the parents are talking like just stuff like that, you know. So that being said, how
0: much do you feel like you do understand?
2: I feel like we under, like as teenagers we understand just as much as adults understand. We just some choose not to say anything because of that respecting towards like older
4: people. And some people do speak out and say things about it, but I, don't know. I do want to say, as i 've gotten older, my parents have gotten a little better about um, about me being able to say my own opinions, things like that, um, being able to speak on the way I actually feel, but uh, the point I think I was trying to make is like yes as i 've gotten older i've been able to um, say the things that I truly feel, but I feel like um, it's kind of been a little more difficult to develop my own opinions because I feel like as a force of habit from a young age, despite being told, like, don't worry about it, you're a little young, um, I kind of felt the need to do it anyway, even if I didn't voice them, I feel like I kind of just picked off of what they saw and what they thought. And so now that I'm older and they've given me that freedom, I've kind of found it a little bit harder to branch out and have to discover these things myself, mm. having to learn myself, learn by myself and educate myself on my own terms.
0: How, how easy do you think that's going to be, especially for the three of you who are now about to be out on your own? what does that process look like for you? Like now that, and we're gonna get into some of these topics, right, uh, that we've been talking about specifically with just some of the social justice topics we've talked about. We'll get into that a little bit, but how easy, like what is your process or what do you think your parents or other adults even, not just your parents, because you interact with adults all the time, right? So what do you think we older people could do that would allow you the opportunity to kind of learn things on your own? What do you think you need?
3: I think they should help us create platforms to use our voice, like what you did by giving us this play. Because honestly, I think this play really did change how I feel about certain things and how I express myself and how I use my voice. And I think giving us platforms and not automatically shutting down things that we talk about. Like I'm very lucky that my parents are pretty open to what I say. They don't always agree with what I say. and they do tend to shut certain things down but they're very like solution focused and they're like okay you feel this way but what are you gonna do about it and it's like i don't know i i pretend that i know a lot and i am trying to know a lot but i don't know everything and i feel like sometimes when a kid doesn't know everything you automatically shut them down when you wouldn't do the same thing for an adult Like, you see, like, a lot of people who were doing the March for Our Lives movement, and they'd be like, oh, well, they don't know this, and they don't know that, and they were just picking apart everything about these kids who were just trying to get their voices to be heard, and they were just, it was annoying, (laughs) they were, like, saying horrible things about these teenagers just to try to break them down, but only because they were teenagers. And I think adults who do, even if you don't agree with us, or even if you don't respect certain things that we say, I think by helping us find platforms and use our voices and discover solutions instead of shutting us down, that's really important.
1: Well, and there's a good reason for them to like listen to you, because that was great. That was She was
3: like su- looking super, super
0: nervous, like, why we're looking at each other. And it's because we're like, see, all round geniuses. Like, Right, okay. like, right, exactly. They're wise kids, I'm telling you. They're way wiser than I think you guys are given credit for. Yeah, um, no,
1: but that was really on point. I think that's very interesting.
3: It's because I think about this stuff all the time, but I try not to talk about it because I'm like, I am a white woman. Like I am like the only thing I have to talk about is being a woman. And that's about it. And that's That's there's a lot. Maybe not discounting that in particular,
0: but but, yeah, I don't.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but like I don't have a lot of the same experiences. I'm very lucky that I got to go to a high school that's super diverse. And I was in a theater program that's super diverse, you know, like like in all of different things. (laughs) But I don't know a lot. So I tried to like listen and then. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the issues that that kind of we discussed in the play, but just in general, like some of your experiences. I guess my first question is, how much do you really worry about like your grades and academic things versus like all the things that are happening in the world, like your safety, whether it's I don't know, like people being bullied or like, you know school shootings or whatever like how much of that if you were to kind of weigh it out how much of the of your academics is an issue for you or a concern or a worry everybody's trying to do like I percentages think, or something oh,
2: no, um I think I worry about my grades a lot more than I worry about like school shootings and things like that because I think when you're at school that kind of stuff just kind of blows over your hand I know that's a bad thing to say but like when you like you see like in the news like all of these things happening and you're worrying about it but I feel like once I get to school it kind of blows over my hand I kind of forget about it mm-hmm. and that's kind of and that's the thing about it because school is supposed to be a safe place for you to go so you kind of don't really worry about it as much but then if something were to happen then that's and everything goes crazy but I think I do worry about my grades a lot more in like school Mm -hmm. because grades are a really big thing at our school because you have to keep up with grades and your cluster classes and all that kind of stuff so yeah I think I worry about grades a lot lot,
3: see I find that really interesting because I think whenever I was like a freshman and a sophomore before the whole like march for our lives and before school shootings we're given a little bit more airtime on like the news. I did care about my grades a lot more, and I was like, "This is my life. This is my future." Yeah. But now I've realized my future is all that, yeah. you know. And as I've gotten older, I've worried about my grades. Like on a scale of one to ten, probably a two. Sorry, mom. Mm-hmm. But in like school shootings, like I think I think I think about it at least every day, almost every day. Mm-hmm. And this is an anecdote. Lauren said it's not,
4: but <laughs> I forgot what anecdote means. <laughs>
3: She said it wasn't amusing. That's why I didn't count.
4: No but,
3: no, but I think I do worry about like school shootings, especially every day. Like like you said, it's supposed to be a safe place, but it's not. Yeah. It does not feel safe. And I remember a few times I dropped my little brother off at school, but he goes to a different high school. And I remember I've cried after dropping him off before because I'm so petrified of the fact that if anything happened to him, if there's anything... If anything happened at his school, I wouldn't know, and I wouldn't be there. And he had no way to like tell me. He would text me, and those would be his last words. Like, isn't that horrible? Yeah. Like to think about. But I think about it all the time, right. and I shouldn't have to. No one should. Right. And yet, I worry about it all the time. And I just, yeah, that sucks.
0: <laughs> Anybody else? Like, where do you usually fall on it?
7: I've always been an academics and um, like academics kind of guy, and um, always involved with the teachers and. And uh, my out, like outside of school things, uh, whether it's theater or, or band, and so I've always been focused on myself. And whenever that like that situation does come up, like school shootings or or um, you know uh, a hate crime or something happens, you know I I would always turn turn the other way because like I mean what could be done, you know. And, and uh, it's a rhetorical question for me. You know, it's not like a, you know, what can be done? And uh, I've, always, I've always, not to be selfish, but you know, like you said, it's it's your grades and it's your future. And uh, you gotta be someone in order to make something change, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: that's nice. So, you know, when people are talking about generations and stuff like that, everybody already talks about how y'all's generation is by far the most diverse generation of Americans, et cetera, et cetera. And like, of course, obviously it differs wildly based on where you go to school, like, I mean, I was about to list all the school districts that were super segregated when I was 15, but actually a lot of them are probably a lot better now. Mm -hmm. I was going to be like, well, you could go to Plano, and in Plano, there's no minorities," But that's not true. You walk around and you're like, if the people who are at this shop with me are also sending their kids to Plano Senior or whatever, then I assume Plano Senior also does have some diversity. Anyway, my point is, like, obviously with the idea that it, it differs based on where you go to school, like do you feel like you live in a especially diverse generation? Do you feel that, like, do you feel like you're always interacting with people who are different from you in a meaningful way or not?
2: I think I am. I think it's, and I think it's, like, the school that I go to, especially there's so many diverse people and we all do different things and all have different lives. So I think, I think, and, yeah, I think definitely the world that we live in, our generation, like, (laughs) we def. I feel like we definitely have a more diverse generation than in the past, I can definitely see it.
7: Yeah, to go with that, um, it doesn't even have to be like difference in in, like what we look like, you know. Everybody just because of our our, like society today, like variables can be within or like emotionally or like based off of your character. And so, you know, I could be white and somebody else could be white, but I could be gay and they could be straight, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us different. And there's the diversity there, too. We could believe one thing and, and otherwise, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I feel that it doesn't really have to be necessarily like, you look like me, mm-hmm. in, that, in that kind of sense, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I would like to think that we as adults don't want you to feel like we don't want you to succeed, right, like I would like to believe that as a majority of the time, we're telling you things or we're asking you to not do things because we want you to be successful. So, what is it that's having the adverse
5: effect? I think one of the main things would be just if it's beneficial to their viewpoint or not. Because just a lot of things with just society in general today, and how it's really always been, is people are just really selfish. And that's one of the things voiced. Uh, Showed it showed the best in people and the worst because people can be very egocentric very just it's my issue. What can I do to fix my issue better my life keep my way alive? But not enough people are open enough to where they compromise, you know, because sometimes you just you have to take away a little bit of one thing to have something else You know, there's got to be a sort of balancing point you can find but a lot of people Just anyone really it doesn't it isn't specific to anyone you know a lot of people don't consider the other party they may say they do, but they don't and they're mainly on them you know what can I do to keep this certain aspect I want what I feel all that you know so it's just it's mainly on if it's beneficial to the per to the individual
3: and I think maybe it's also because a lot of the things that young people are trying to change is things that were enacted by people of that generation and that were voted for, like, yes, of that generation. And I feel like maybe, I don't know if this is true. I just thought of this. Maybe they're, like, offended or they're upset. It's like, well, I that, that's I thought it was a good idea. Like, I thought it was good. And we're like, no, not really. Like, it, it did all this and it did that. And, you know.
0: Cielo, you are the one that kind of gave me the... They're like that's kind of what it feels like what why do you why do you think that
6: um I don't know I just feel like adults look at teenagers and they're like man they don't even know what they're talking about if we gave them the chance to like go with what they're trying to do they'd probably just it fall apart mm-hmm. and that's what happens because they're teenagers they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and I don't know I just feel like that's why people don't really give us a chance why people don't really listen to us as much when we do have really great ideas but then they're like no no it's it's, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They're teenagers, it doesn't work.
2: I think when we're given a chance, we can do something really great. It's just that we feel as if we don't really have the chance to do anything because adults don't want us to, or we think that adults don't want us to, or that's the way we feel, so we choose just not to say anything. So wrong. at what age do you feel like you can do
0: things? Because, <laughs> like, I'm just like,
2: like, is there like, you're like,
0: <laughs> you're like at 21 and 312 days. I feel like I'll be able to. <laughs> 25, if you want to rent a car. Right, right, right. right. If you want to, if you want to go somewhere to do things, like if you want to go to another city and make change, you gotta wait till you're 25. No, I'm kidding. No, but like, what is there a time that you're like, like, have you ever had that thought where you're like, well, they're not listening to me now, but when I turn or when I do, like, do you ever feel like there's a milestone that you have to reach? Yes.
3: I was just going to say, I honestly felt so powerless until my 18th birthday because I said I can vote. I'm not just retweeting. Hey, go vote on my Twitter. Like I could, I can go vote and do things. But I also have no idea how. I'll, don't worry about that. I'll figure it out. Also,
0: do worry about that. You've got people who are right here in this room who are like,
1: oh, you need help? We will help you. We we, wish I had like renewed my VDR because I could like, well, you probably are you registered already? This is a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Listen,
0: we are we are officially your voting mentors. (laughs) If you uh, also, you are not horrible. There are people my age who are like, okay, I'm never. Also,
1: I'm sorry, just briefly. This is a great example of like how older people have failed younger people, because there is a law in Texas that says if you graduate from a high school in the state of Texas, it's their responsibility to offer you voter registration. Nobody does. Yeah. So, so the
3: there's school? like
0: the
1: school is. The, the school, school is uh, in the state of Texas. The school is required to like create opportunities for people who are turning 18 to register to vote. Like,
4: I think they really should make a point of coming back more often because I know so many people that were waiting, waiting, waiting to turn 18. They're like, just vote. I'm really ready to vote. And I'm really wanting them to vote because so many, I feel like majority of the people I've spoken to, my friends that are, uh, that either turned 18 after the fact, Are like still waiting to turn 18 are some of the most intelligent people with some of the greatest ideas and i'm just like i'm waiting on you to be able to vote too so me
0: feel warm and fuzzy like there's there's a chance to survive past this generation
4: y'all seem very
1: i mean i don't know anybody that was like i don't remember anybody that was like i can't wait to vote
0: and i think that's the other thing is like uh a lot of times i hear um People Like, sometimes I feel like I'm the lone person that's marching in the, no, young people are going to change the world parade. Like, I feel like I'm the only Mm -hmm. one sometimes Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, people that I'm around are like, you know, there's like maybe a 12 to 15 percent that are like, there's hope. And then the rest of them are like, oh, this generation, they're so focused on their social media. And and it's it's such a um, self, you know like involved generation and they don't care about and I'm like you're I'm listening to a group of just this small group of people who are like I cannot wait to vote so I can act change like
1: wait, also can I, so so uh, since since you guys can't actually see the mention of social media got a great reaction in the room <laughs> there was a lot of energy uh, so wait so so according to as you all stand in for the youth of uh, Dallas County and the youth of America uh, social media good for change neutral for change or bad for change. So that was a pretty unanimous good. Right, right, right. So why do grown grownups so aggressively, I'm with y'all,
7: I'm like.
2: I don't know, it annoys me so much when they're, when they're like, huh, social media is so bad. It annoys me so much. I don't, I hate it. Uh,
7: I feel like, I feel like I'm like for it, for change. Cause like, it's, it's how we connect and it's how we like reach people. And honestly, it's, it's the only way like this conversation right now, who's gonna, who's gonna hear us without it, you know? Mm-hmm. And how is it gonna change and, And uh, I feel like I'm a huge promoter of it. And it's only getting better, right?
0: Okay, so I do also want to ask about your family watching you on stage. Did it start any conversations when you got home?
3: Well, actually, my older brother, he went to college in Columbia. He's so cool. Not in Columbia. He went to college at Columbia. He went to Columbia. (laughs) He went to Columbia. He's so cool. And he was, like, doing, like, law stuff. And he was like, it's funny. Okay, I said this at our second talk back. I said how... Um, people feel like automatically raising my voice is diminishing other people's, which is not true. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. Um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, but he said that anytime there would be an argument or they were trying to like make change, they're trying to enact something that would happen. The arguments that we had in hashtag voiced where it's like, oh, but my issue is also important, but it's like, oh, but if you're raising this issue, that's making my issue less important. And there was that constant power struggle between things that were going wrong and that's why i love hashtag voice because it's not about any one issue it's about all of our issues and using our voice and choosing whether or not to use our voice in specific situations and i love that and so my brother did say like i've seen that happen in real life like that's a real thing and that was really cool
4: sorry this kind of has i wanted to just branch off oh just a little bit this has nothing to do with what she just said but i really liked I really liked the plot of Voiced mainly because I feel like the main message, one of the biggest ones that I took away from it was like, you got to start somewhere. Like, yes, all these people have these issues that they're facing, but like if we could just start somewhere and like the whole point was like, at least we just want to be heard. So if we can at least get that across, then we can branch out to all these issues. It, it's like a domino effect, but you got to start with that first one.
0: One of the things that... um in the process of me doing the writing for Voiced, um, and I had uh, you know, my own friends that read my own work and, and all of that and get feedback, a lot of them said it was too heavy um, for-
1: the, uh, Okay, things. once again, for just to everyone who knows who couldn't see the reaction in the room, they were all like, what, too heavy? This makes no sense. This yeah. is nonsense.
0: <laughs> This, that is, that is actually a lot of the fee. I, I mean, I had a lot of people who, who were very supportive of, of putting, you know, but there, there were some very heavy topics. We're talking about school shootings. We're talking about sexual assault. We're talking about, um, racism and sexism. We're talking about all of these things. And they said, well, that's just one, it's too much. All that doesn't happen. Or, or it does, or they don't know anything about that. Or, that it's too heavy and there that you may or may not be able to understand, I guess. What? Okay,
3: I'm just gonna stop talking. It's funny because that's exactly the point of the show.
4: It's literally happening to kids our age, in real life, all the time, every single day. So it's not too heavy. It's real. It's what's actually happening. And they're
3: just diminishing it because we're teenagers,
4: which is exactly what the point of the show is. If
7: it's heavy, then maybe it's just too overwhelming, and maybe that's how bad these problems need to be solved.
4: That's how we feel in real life. We feel all these issues. They are overwhelming in real life. That's what we're trying to express. Maybe that's
7: that's why we don't
6: really find solutions, because adults are like, no, it's too heavy. But It's probably not happening to people, so just forget about it. Mm-hmm. And that's right. why we still struggle with things like this all the time.
1: you all over here with full facts, okay. Right, right.
2: No, but yeah, it is happening, and people should know about it. It's really important. I don't think it's too heavy. I think, like she said, yeah, it's heavy, and we need to talk about it. It's a really big issue. Like, all of these topics are really big issues, and it happens every day. And people, well, adults like to say that it doesn't happen every day. Oh, yeah, it's too heavy, so we shouldn't talk about it, but.
5: I mean, if someone can spot the problem and show concern for it, Mm -hmm. you know, they should be at least open to it, educated about it, Mm -hmm. and see what they can do about it.
1: You know, one thing I I remember, I
5: didn't deal with,
1: I was about to say I didn't deal with a lot of the issues that are brought up in this play in high school. I dealt with them more in college, but then I went back and I thought about it, and I was like, "Uh, no, incorrect. Um, a lot of it, I mean, when I was a kid, like, a lot of stuff that we dealt with, we would, like, find some other name for it or be like, oh, no, that's not really big societal problem. That's just, you know, people being people. It's like, people being people is big societal problem. It's <laughs> right. same thing. Um, sorry, go ahead.
2: I know personally I've seen it at my school, and it's not that and I don't know, people like to say since our school is like so diverse and so different that, that, that those issues, those things like don't occur at our school, but I definitely see it every day and I hear about it, but no one really does anything at our school about it. I, I think, I think we like to, it'll, our, I think like the administrators and the teachers, they let it kind of pass over their heads or they let it pass over our heads and we don't want to say anything about it because we feel we're being disrespectful if we were to bring it up. But it's definitely happening, and I definitely see it at our school, but no one really does anything about it, and I
3: think it's a problem. I was just going to ask – this is something that, like – can I ask a question? Is that okay? You can. Oh, I was going to say this is something that, like, I've been struggling to, like, come to terms with and think about. I feel like a big criticism of our generation is that because we have concern for so many issues, like, one thing happens, and there's an event, and we get super passionate about it, and then we, like, let it go or move on to the next thing. And I don't – like, I – sort of believe that but i sort of don't and i just i don't want to know how y'all feel about that i know
2: what you mean by that i yeah 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 yeah, yeah, no i've seen that yeah
7: the sea turtles one day and then the cows the next yeah Mm -hmm. and and you know and Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just like we raise awareness i think that i think we've utilized Mm -hmm. our 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 resources our social media Hopefully something's getting done about it. And if anyone's, if everyone's like retweeting and like, you know, screen recording, then what's really getting done, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still happening.
3: Because yeah. then I worry like we're doing it at such a small scale. Like we're mm-hmm. like arguing with people who believe the same thing as us. Yeah. Like we're all on Twitter like this is important. Everyone's like,
2: yeah,
4: it's, important. it's important. We agree. <laughs> we
3: agree, but then
4: they are the You
5: know, if anything, yeah. people should campaign and vote about it.
4: I mean, and it's like, it's fair. It's not like... If you see like something happening on social media, you can drop everything and then go sh- right out and volunteer. It's like, yeah. I mean, you would, well, I mean, you can obviously, <laughs> but it's it's understandable because all of us have our own lives. But every once in a while, it's it's it it should be a thing where we go out and do our own thing and contribute every once in a while. It's just it's so much of it just circulating and, and just up in the air and it never comes down. And it's just I think more people can afford to like contribute every once in a while. Just think about it every yeah, once in a while.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think it's yeah, like we do have our own lives and we do have like our own things going on. And so like that's why we can tweet about it and talk about it on social media but nothing really happens. And I think yeah, it is our own lives and we have our own stuff going on, but I think even though it is we f- we feel it personally, but it's mainly about this one big picture of all of us, everyone together, the whole human race, and I think it's important for us to think about ourselves, but I mean At the end of the day, it's the big picture we're thinking about. It's our future, us together, not just one individual person on our own.
3: Yeah, I agree. And that's why I was going to go back to what Lauren said, where it's like we have to just start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like if we start somewhere, then we can get to all those issues and we can figure things out. But I think right now, a big thing our generation is doing is going based off of every event that happens Mm -hmm. instead of looking at it more of a holistic thing of like, okay, all these events are happening, but what's the common issue? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that there's, like, things up against, like, police brutality and against, like, school shootings. But it's like, okay, the big picture is gun violence. Well, what can we do right. holistically instead of each individual event? Mm-hmm. And how do we maintain that passion and maintain the drive we have to make change? Mm-hmm. And how can we keep making change? Because change has been done. Mm-hmm. There's been small changes everywhere, but how can we keep going?
0: How much do you guys actually talk about this? at your level? Because you say you don't talk about it with adults, right, because they shut it down. How much of it do you actually discuss, whether it's, you know, immigration rights or, like, um, sexism or racism or, as the case may be, ageism, like?
2: I I think I talk about it a lot. I actually had a whole conversation about it yesterday, sexism, and about... um racism and all that kind of stuff about one like a few of my friends yesterday cause I, because I don't know, you just kind of bring it up and then we all talk about it, I don't know I talk about it a lot with my friends and like my peers like at school and at home on the phone and all that stuff but I don't, yeah like you said I don't talk about it with like older people because I feel like they're just going to be like no, oh, yeah, whatever, like it's your opinion but you're a kid so
3: not really that serious what you think I was going to say, this kind of makes sense <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of funny that Adults think we're super self-involved and that we only worry about ourselves and we only worry about things like that because of social media. But then when we bring up issues that are important to the society, they're like, oh, but we have like our own things going on and they tend to be self-involved and ignore issues. Anytime, every time there's an event, we talk about it, yeah. like every single time there is. Like I know we have like group chats with all of our friends and we'll send the news stories and we'll talk about it and we'll say like, what can we do, what, can we do? what changes? And we talk about it on Twitter and social media and things like that.
1: I have never sent a news story in a group chat in my entire <laughs> yeah. life. Y'all are gonna save the planet, okay. You see, well, see, I I see what
3: I'm saying? Like they're legit gonna save the world. <laughs>
0: it's not us. If there's a world to
3: save, <laughs> oh dun, dun, dun. Yikes.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I do want to ask specifically at the high school level, how do you see some of these things play out? Like, can you give specific examples of racism or, because again, the reason I want to, I want to point this out is because adults, like what you're telling me, and again, I keep saying the same thing over and over, you're not talking about it with with adults because you don't feel like they're listening, but the reason you feel like they're saying that is because they're saying you don't understand. What examples
4: can you give them that shows you, okay, yes, ma'am, one of... The biggest ones that I will never forget was... um, I feel like it really, really bothered me because every year, um, the theater seniors at our high school give announcements every morning. And last year, one of our friends, he did did the pledge, and he was talking about... He did the moment of silence. He was like, I'd like to take an extra long moment of silence because it was the Parkland shooting, I believe. And um, after he did that, he was... He got in so much trouble. They were pulling out of class. The principal was talking. He was in our um, our one act play, and he almost got kicked out because of that. And it was like they were they were saying that teachers were panicking, and I was like, that's just really hard to believe. And honestly, that's something that kids need to know. That's something that like we can't hide from that stuff forever because it's just it's just gonna get worse. It it made no sense to me how not only was he he was like ripped apart for doing that something that should be done something that i don't know it's just
1: where were the other kids matter was it just adults
4: it was just adults. i didn't matter of fact i heard some kids i was telling some of my other friends that like weren't really involved in that and they were like that's ridiculous like what what he, what did he do wrong some like they were like that makes i didn't matter of fact i don't think i heard a single person tell me that like yeah he shouldn't have done that and it's
3: funny because like the big reason he got in trouble is because him saying that
4: it was like the day
3: after him saying that forced teachers to have to talk about it, and force people to want to talk about it.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no! That's yeah. very bad. Yeah, that's like, the reason.
3: <laughs> <What>? So they
1: <laughs> wanted to come to school the day after the Parkland shooting and not address it with any of the
3: students. It was our it was our principal who got upset because she said, "Well, now." Like, what if what if their parents find out that we talked about it at school? What if a parent wanted to, like, sit their kid down and talk to them about it themselves? And I was like,
1: they should have done it the previous night when it happened. I mean, no offense. I mean, if you were out of town, you know, you probably have a phone.
3: Yeah, (laughs) it's just it's funny that the reason we got he got in trouble for saying it is because it forced people to talk about it.
0: Any other examples? It could be sexism, race... I mean, it could be any ism that we're talking about, like, so...
2: Um, Every year at our school, we do, like, an African-American show. It's where, like, each conservatory, we come together. Like, music kids create songs. They sing songs. Um, Theater kids, we make monologues, all that kind of stuff. So we just kind of come together and show, like, what we did as a group, like, all black people. And um, we have this day where the students come and watch it during school. And so they would come and watch the show like during school because it's like Q day so we kind of really don't do anything it's like the end of this of the six weeks or whatever they come in and they watch the show and um there were a couple of kids in the class I mean in the not in the audience who during the show were making jokes and like laughing and like just playing around and kind of being disrespectful and then afterwards we had like a talk back where we like got on stage and they asked us questions and they were asking, like, really dis- disrespectful questions and all that kind of stuff. And people were really upset about it. Like, they made a couple kids f- cry that, like, performed. And it was... Can you give me an example
0: of the questions? Um, I'm
2: well, sure. there was one where, like, there was, like, this one performance, like, right at the end where we came in and did, like, this big dance number. Mm-hmm. And um they had, like, um a, la- like a Latina dancer, or whatever, I don't know. Um, and so there was a question. They were, like, why would... Like, a kid raised his hand, laughing, just being plain rude, and he was like, why would you do a Latin dance at the end of an African-American show? People got really upset about it, and then there was another question where this girl, she came on stage and she did a monologue, but her mic was, like, messed up a few times. So she, so a person raised their hand, and they were like, um, we saw that your mic messed up, and they were like, we thought that was really funny and that's it like that's literally all she said that was it and so they were just kind of making fun at like everything we were doing and like it was it was a whole thing but like nobody really did anything about it that apparently they had like a conservatory meeting about it like they talked to like because it was like primarily like music and visual kids Mm -hmm. so they like talked to them about it apparently but I don't really think that anything like it wasn't addressed like to the entire did they ever come back
0: to you and say that they to the performers who experienced Mm -hmm. this level of disrespect or what have you did they come back to you
2: no they didn't say anything to us they just kind of just kind of let it happen it was and it was really upsetting because we have like theater shows we we perform all the time there's performances almost every night after school like there's always a show like whether it's music or dance or theater whatever and I feel like if it was a show like a theater show with all of these white kids in it and they were performing on stage I feel like that would have never happened. They would have, kids would have come in, come in they would have been respectful, respectful. they would have watched the show and that would have been the end of it. But I feel like since it was during the day, it was an African-American show, they kind of like just, they were just like, oh, whatever, it's just a stupid show that we're coming to see. Nobody really said anything about it nobody addressed it. It was just this kind of thing that happened and then it was over. Like, nothing really happened.
7: Yeah, I ha- I do have a whole yeah. thing too. Um, we do this annual thing um, at the theater department. We put on a show. It's called a "Don't You Love Me," um, and it's a dating violence show, right? And um, it might not. It might not. I mean, it's everywhere. Like you see, you see athletes um, abuse their wives. You see a lot of couples do that. You see a lot of victims, both male and female. Mm-hmm. And it's only and. And there's no limit to it, right? So that's why we put it on for high school students too. I've seen it in my school and that's what the question asks, here: like, where have you seen it? Mm-hmm. And, and it's there. So we put it on for the students to help them understand, right? And the, the bully was uh, a male and he, he would abuse his, his girlfriend emotionally and physically and he'd get inside her head and get inside uh, her phone um, he would decide what he wore and stuff like that, and this is a real issue, right? And in some of the scenes, you would um, you would have scenes where where he would tell her off, right? And people would laugh. You would have some scenes where he would he would hit her, right? And you hear hit her again in the audience, right? And like it, it got a big laugh, right? But you know it was just entertainment for them for an hour, you know, and and. That's kind of that's kind of where we get like that mentality kind of like when we leave school like literally you try to do something right you try to make art and you try to you try to start a conversation and you just think that you might be laughed at or you or it might just be a joke mm-hmm. you know and and you just get this mentality yourself like why bother with conversations you know let's just move on with myself because because I'm the one who can per, who can make changes that affect me you know and yes.
1: well i was just going to ask like kind of, kind of same follow up question do you know if anybody said anything
7: to to hit her again
1: person i feel like if i ever no oh, no teachers, did, did any
0: of the like... teachers the authority oh okay she says no i'm saying like the authority so i guess what we're trying to figure out in and this is you're you're giving us these examples of these basically these things that adults say that you don't experience mm-hmm. a right you experience them right so that's the first part the second part is when you do experience them do adults do anything about it and that's i guess what we're trying to to figure out specifically within the school system because these these examples you're giving us are within the school
1: and i'll just like remind the audience like i think now we've heard from people who go to three different high schools and that's not like a study by any means but the fact that you've all had Similar complaints, not just about your experiences, but about how adults have responded to them, or not, or failed to respond to them, right? Responded
4: as the case may be.
1: Seems to suggest that it's not like, oh no, it's because at Booker T Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts, (laughs) they don't care enough about. No, it's like it's maybe just broader as a society and as older people, we don't necessarily know how to respond to these events in general. We don't know how to respond to them, but especially in the context of younger people
0: how comfortable did you feel going to or would you feel going to any authority figures
2: when this happened like i i felt pretty i think everyone felt pretty comfortable doing it because all of our teachers were all behind us because we had been like it like it was something that we had worked on like really hard Mm and they were all behind us and uh, behind us and what we were doing so i and they were like backing us up like because we had a performance that night and a lot of people were like really like flustered after that had happened so we like ate dinner and then they came in and they talked to us about it like just trying to like saying like you know don't worry about it like don't let them make you feel a certain type of way about it like this is what you've created this is you shouldn't let them make Mm -hmm. like they talked to us about it and then like I said they did talk to the music and visual kids about it because like Someone had to say something about it, but I feel like it wasn't really a big thing that was brought up. It was just kind of like they, it, it felt like to us that they were just trying to keep it like quiet mm-hmm. and they didn't want anybody to hear about it, mm-hmm. so they were like, okay, so we'll just have. Meetings between these each clusters, not have it a big thing, not have a whole school meeting about it. We'll just do it. We'll just talk to the music and visual kids, so mm-hmm. nobody really hears about it. That's what it felt like to us. That's what we we kind of felt like it was kind of like on the download. Like nobody really wanted to.
0: Would you have preferred they address it? Yes. Okay.
2: Definitely, because it's happened multiple times just this school year with just racist things going on like at our school, and they kind of just push it aside and don't
1: think about it. I was just going to ask you what kind of addressing you think would be effective like what would you like to hear people say? I
2: would like for them to get together and talk to the students about it and no one asked us how we felt about it after it happened because everyone was upset about it like I said one kid cried he like ran off stage crying it was a big thing and no one asked how we felt about it nobody really cared about how we felt they just kind of brushed it away. And like I said, they kind of kept the little meeting that they did with the music and visual kids on the download, but you can tell that they didn't really care about what had happened.
1: So,
0: and I'm, I'm only going to challenge you because I feel mm-hmm. like also I, I got to speak for adults sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Adult challenge.
1: Adults who are they? <laughs> Boo. Right, Boo adults.
0: Down with adults. No. Um, okay. So, and, and I'm going to challenge that only because I, I wonder if, and I say this as a or some year old woman, um, that even my family, mm-hmm. they neglect to tell me certain things mm-hmm. um, sometimes because they're worried about... It's more of a protection mm-hmm. thing, right? So I'm going to challenge that and say that perhaps it's not that they don't care about it, mm-hmm. but perhaps they're trying to protect but. you. So I, And I'm saying that so mm-hmm. that you can respond to that yeah. because I think it's coming from a place of we don't want to further injure.
7: And I don't know that it's
0: always coming from a place that, but I think that there are times that it comes from a place of, we don't want to further injure you in this situation. What is that doing?
5: Um, I think the best type of protection is actually someone showing you uh, the problems, telling you what it is, what it actually is, you know, how to deal with it instead of just sheltering someone, you know, it's like, I don't know what the saying is, but you give a man, a fish and he'll eat it, but it will come back for more. Yeah. You teach him how to fish, then he can feed himself.
0: I want to let you know that that's the exact saying. so you oh, do yeah. know how to it. I thought it. Was food, something. You lied to me. <laughs> But yeah no that's that's true. So you feel like there's this overprotection of you, do you think?
5: Yeah.
4: It's understandable. I mean, they don't I mean, I I res- I respect that that's if if that is their intention. I completely respect that. But I do feel like especially in high school, it's time to back off a little bit because like I said, it's happening to us. Like and I honestly, God forbid worst the worst happens, I'd want to go in there like having some sort of knowledge of what to expect or, like, how to get over and how to get through it, you know? Like, I just, I don't, I feel like in most of the, in all the scenarios today, like, yes, I respect and I see where they're coming from, but I I'm I feel like we're at a point where we're ready to navigate it ourselves.
2: Yeah. We don't want to be protected. We want people to know about it because it's an issue. And it kept happening at our school multiple times this year. Like, we felt that way, and nothing really happened. So, yeah, it's, protection's a good thing, but eventually it's got to go away because we want people to know about it. It's a serious thing that happens at our school all the time. And if we they keep pushing it aside and keep protecting us, then nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's going to
4: change. So. And can I say one thing? Yeah. I feel like some protection has had a negative effect on a lot of kids because I feel like with because they've been protected for so long and in such a way it's made them kind of like, for lack of better word, oversensitive. Like obviously there are some issues that like, every issue is important that like, is in the air right now. And obviously, it's okay to be passionate about it. But I feel like in, in a lot of instances, it's very easy to let that passion overcome you and turn into just raw emotion. And when you're when you're acting on just pure emotion, it can make you irrational, and it can make you do some things that you'll regret or say some things that you don't mean.
1: Do you think it would be helpful for adults to like intentionally give you guys opportunities to have those sorts of discussions about things that are difficult to talk about or maybe model for you guys how those discussions can go where you can be passionate but still get your point across
4: yes um i do um i feel like obviously in high school there's not going to be a lot of mature kids that's just the that's the truth there's not a lot of mature kids in, in high are, school oh, okay. in college and, yeah they're work, just they're uh... in the nursing
1: home to be honest <laughs>
4: Yeah, there's always gonna be like that lack of maturity, but I feel like at some point, I feel like I would be very open to like an open discussion where we can talk about that and make what we feel heard.
7: With like overbearing parents, like when we when we protect our kids from like you know topics like sex or or um, or maybe or maybe like political views, you know, if we if we protect them, I'm so sorry, uh, if we protect them um, from that, then they're just gonna have a hard time understanding that on their own, and this is why we have a hard time. When we, this is why we have a hard time understanding what it means to be an adult now. But this is why we're saying like, when do you feel like you're an adult? At what age, mm-hmm. right? And honestly, when I found out that I have a plan and I have resources, and all I gotta do is work for them, right? Um, I feel ready to go and I feel confident in my future, you know? And and honestly, these resources could just be a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. a conversation started with your with your children or, or maybe with just with your friend or something like that so that you can just get like, an idea going for them, you know, teach a man how to fish.
6: It really is important for adults to like be able to communicate with us, like like the stuff about sex. Cause I remember in middle school, like a bunch of pregnant girls running around my school, and and I think one of them was like, oh well, I actually never really had a talk about this, so I I wasn't exactly expecting like this whole baby situation to happen, and I was just there like wow, some people are, like, really sheltered and don't get this precious information that they need, and, yeah, she, she was, like, 13 years old and already had a kid.
0: Wait, can I
1: can I just quickly, uh, Spring Awakening, anybody, musical, anybody? Yes. Or no. Like, and so the fact, like, Spring Awakening was written in 1880-whatever, and literally the same thing is happening in 2019, really? where li- there are literally girls that... Yeah. Well, I mean, not the musical, but it's based on a play that was written in 1880-whatever. And they're still having the issue of like young girl gets pregnant because she does not know that this activity will lead to pregnancy still today.
0: And and I also just want to just for like also for listeners like that's this is one example. Right. But you also talk about like you mentioned dating violence. Right. So like that's also another thing like. People don't necessarily know or not people, but like even in, in young adults don't know what abuse is. Don't they don't know that there are levels to this, that that there are different types of abuse. And I will say when I was in high school, uh, there was a girl who was abused by her boyfriend. Um, still know her today. But I remember very clearly that they got into an argument and feeling the ground shake from when he pushed her down in school, like feeling the ground. Like I didn't see it. I was, I remember there's a hall of lockers and then there's a hall of lockers here. And I was sitting, I was standing here by a locker and I felt her hit the ground and it, ne- they were still dating the next day. It never, it never was addressed. Still no, actually both of them. Um, it was never addressed. Um, and so I think That there were probably, not probably, I know, because again, still know the person. I know that there were other times that she was abused that 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 weren't physically. So there were other mental abuses that happened. But because, like you're saying, we don't have these talks that, as you said, could be resources if they don't know that there are different, you know, oh, well, he's not hitting me, so he's not abusive, but that's not necessarily the case. And the same thing could be said about um, sexism or about homophobia or about anything else, because we don't have those conversations to at least give examples of what you're seeing at your level to be able to say, oh, that's not good. Let's flag that. Let's have this conversation. And then hopefully people like you will go to school and you in these conversations that you're having, clearly via text with your friends, maybe one of you will be the person, you know, just because there's one conversation that's had. So I want to shift and talk about language. And I want to talk about it on a couple of different levels. And um, bear with me, but try to follow me here. Um, because I have a couple of different examples for me in my personal life. And I want to get your view um the first thing is growing up um i know you and i have talked about this i sound white apparently um you I mean, are nodding not
1: really but okay I hear you. but you see what i'm saying well, right maybe to white people no offense but
0: yeah <laughs> i nah. but i i feel and i feel like there's something that's being said when someone says oh you sound white. I think right. there is definitely something, not I think, there's something that's being said there, yeah, right? Um, right. You're yeah, like, yeah, there's is, absolutely. Well, you sound educated. And right. Oh,
1: awesome. articulate. That was her that's favorite. Awesome. The buzzword,
0: wow. buzzword is articulate. I do remember actually hearing that. I remember being in a store with my mom and this lady was like, gosh, you're so articulate. What are you studying? Uh, what are, what are you studying school? And I was like, what does articulate mean? And she looked at me and my mom goes, she's nine. <laughs> and oh, so like, no. so like, like I didn't know what articulate meant because I was nine. I don't know what I was talking about that clearly was very educated sounding at nine. I don't know what it was. I was solving like equations or something. I don't know. But like, I, I guess I just want to talk a little bit about language in that because there's, there's that. There, I've also, um, I wanted to learn Spanish from a very young age, so I went into school with the intention of learning Spanish fluently um why are you laughing I at me know that. that's really cool. oh yeah um blame it on edward gray my daddy um yes my daddy was the one who was like you need to learn spanish you live in texas it's going to be helpful for
1: regular listeners of this podcast you have heard ed gray before so you will not be surprised
0: it's yeah it's true it's true right you you'll be like oh that sounds about that's par for the sounds for the like, for Edward
1: Gray. and if you're not already familiar listen to the commissioner radio show
0: Look at you drop in.
1: Plugs. Plugs. plugs, plugs. It's plugs. always the move.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Daddy was like, you're, you're going to need to learn Spanish. And that was a thing um, that I wanted to learn very early. And I had friends that were Latino that did not speak Spanish. And one of the things that I was told was they didn't want me to speak it around other people because they didn't understand Spanish. And it made them feel bad. Um, that they didn't understand Spanish. Then you have also the other levels of, as we're talking about who you talk to, whether it's, um, the different ages, like what language is it that you hear adults speaking that they kind of diminish whatever you're saying to your friends and they kind of aren't listening to you. So I just kind of want to look at the levels of language and how we're communicating with each other. What are the, I'm, I'm hoping you're following my thought process here, but how, what experiences do you have with language, whether it's, you speaking white, as the case may be, or um, or, or sounding speaking. black. As right. the, or, you know, or. With the
1: words you use, not just like in terms of what language you're speaking, in terms of like broad language, how you sound, how you're coded based on what you say. All of it.
0: There's lots of thought processes I see.
2: <laughs> I've definitely experienced that thing where people say, oh, you sound white. I've heard that lots of times in my life. Um, it's I don't know and it's always kind of offended me. I don't know. I've always wanted like cuz I'm black and I've always wanted to I don't know, I just felt like I never really fit in with like black people, I guess you can say because I don't look black and um well people always told me that I don't look black and that I don't sound black. So I've definitely heard that many times in my life and it kind of always offended me cuz I feel like I never fit in with anyone else because of that. I don't know. Cuz that's not really anything that I can help. That's just that's how, how I, I sound. sound. right? right. That's, just, that's just how I sound. I can't really help it. And I was, and so that always made me feel kind of excluded from everyone else, like every other black person. Because I went to a school, like a middle school with all black people. And I always felt kind of excluded from them because they always told me that. That I sounded white and that I didn't look white and I never acted white. I mean, no, sorry. That I never acted black. And so they didn't want to associate with me because of that. And I kind of felt left out. But in white circles, you were clearly the black girl. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get it. Or, the, or I'm that one girl that they're like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with a black person, but I'm like... You're the token! Right. Yay! Oh, hey. hey. Token Tokens black. Are yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Tokens are only fun if you put them in a machine and get, like, something <laughs> back. <laughs> it's not fun any other time.
1: Well, also, in terms of language, does anyone ever talk to you guys about social class? Does anyone talk about class?
3: No. I was actually gonna ask. I was gonna... I don't know if this was an ask. It's more of an, op- an observation, but because you know we're like in varsity theater we go to a lot of different schools and we do like tournaments there and i remember we would go to schools and it'd be like okay i don't want to like okay like we'd go to like flower mound or we go to plano or we go to these schools where it's i don't know if affluent is the right word i don't know i don't understand i don't have good vocabulary but we would go to these schools and we'd walk in like during their school time and every single person would be white Every single person.
1: Also, oh, those schools are still all white. Yes. Oh, see, I thought no, that got like, better. one bad. time,
3: one time I walked in and I would be like, "Whoa, it looks like this is kind of bad." I said, "Whoa, it looks like it's snowing here."
4: <laughs> it's kind well, of bad. I'm so sorry. We'll actually walk in and play games like, "How many people of color can you find?" Yes. Like, oh. I got four of
3: them. We would. Yeah. And it was like we'd look, and then I'd turn around and I'd look at our team, and our team we'd have like what, like four white people, yeah. and we every we have diverse. we're very diverse, and I'm like so proud that I like am able to be a part of that. And I didn't end up going to one of those schools where everyone is, I don't want to assume that they all think the same way, but everyone has like similar shared experiences. They all have similar wealth and similar, you know, they're in similar economic and social situations. Like I'm very lucky that I did not end up going to a school like that.
4: But I will say, I know like I've met a couple that are that are actually very smart and they they have worked to educate That's themselves. True. One thing I uh, I'll always remember in particular is um when we do tournaments there's this one event called program oral interpretation and it's basically like you can tr- you can you create this thing of articles, monologues, plays and you present on one topic. So it could be poverty, it could be race, it could be school shootings. And I remember uh we met this guy from a, a predominantly white school that we were competing against, and we started talking to him, and he was telling us about how he had just come out of a round, and there was a, a person doing a piece about race, and he was talking about how he felt like very attacked in the sense that they were like, "You need to be on our side, and you need to help us." And it was like, he was like, he was like, "I wanna I want to be on their side, and I want to be able to help." But it, the way that they painted me, I felt like. The big bad evil cis white straight guy, and he was like, "I don't, I don't, I want to be able to help, but I don't want to feel like trash to do it." And I thought that was very interesting.
3: And Speaking him. I do want to say, okay, as a white person, I this is probably like not okay, but I do sometimes feel very, like, I know I feel afraid to talk about issues of race and issues of sexism because people constantly feel that when people say things, their voice is diminished, and I don't ever want to diminish anyone else's voice, like, I don't want to do that, like, I try to not talk, and I try to listen, and I try to do these things, but when I do speak out, I'm like, oh my god, what if I say the wrong word, what if I say something wrong, and I, it's very scary to say certain things, and I do think a big thing right now is the complicity, and the complacency of white people, and white women, and white men, and, you know, straight people, and they don't talk about things because it doesn't affect them but I think another issue is too that people are afraid to speak out because I was going to ask, I wrote this down, I wrote a little note um, sorry to change the conversation but a big thing on Twitter is canceling people for <laughs> things that they did years and years and years ago and like, I remember this guy, Brother Nature, on Twitter.
1: <laughs> but they didn't really cancel Brother Nature. They tried. No,
3: they, the thing is, they tried. Wait, wait, what? They tried to cancel Brother Nature for wait, things what? he said when he was 12.
1: I love that. Yes! <laughs> yes! And, and I think people had to be like, but, because if you do the math, it's like 18 now, that <laughs> so means he was 12. He was
3: 12 around this time, when every boy said stupid stuff. And it's like... Also, you, could,
0: you he, can make that present tense. Every boy says Every stupid. boy says stupid and stuff. And I'm not saying that specific to boys. I just mean, yeah. like... 18. At that time, you're you're still 25. At that time, you're still saying stupid stuff. Like 36, you're still saying stupid stuff. So, eh. and it's just
3: funny that they tried to cancel him. But it's like I understand being like, oh, this person has said bad things. We should cancel them. But he's a person who has worked to not be that way anymore. And like, I will be honest. When I was in ninth grade, I feel horrible admitting this, but whenever like the first like the Black Lives Matter like movement became really big, my family. Okay, we're white. So automatically, I like that she tells us that
2: like every five minutes because to, it's like a big, reason. Yeah, it's, it's a big reason. Uh, automatically, I like
1: you, It's interesting that you feel like you. Okay, so disclaimer: white. I don't put that out.
3: There.
2: I
0: want you to know that I am the white one. Yeah, <laughs>
3: so it's like, but it's like I say that because it's like I don't know everything, and I have not had the same experiences that a lot of people at this table, so I should not feel confident talking about them. But anyway, I automatically was like, but all lives matter I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry but it's because I didn't understand like what the Black Lives Matter movement was and I had to like I watched a BuzzFeed video called there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. BuzzFeed came the Buzz- same the day it did <laughs> for the first time. Are we, guys.
7: like, promoting it? Or no, 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 no,
3: no. I watched yeah, it and it was... But it was called What People Really Mean When They Say All Lives Matter and, like, this sticks with me so much, but it was this analogy and it was this girl and she was watering plants and one of them was dying and the rest of them were super healthy and she was like, hmm, I should water this dead one a little bit more than the others and this guy came in and said, no, that's not equality. All plant lives matter and I said, oh. <laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's not... by saying." Black Lives Matter, you're not saying that, like, oh, no lives matter except for black people. You're saying that, yeah, all lives matter. Ours does, too. Like, by saying black lives matter, you are saying that. But when you say all lives matter, you're diminishing the voice of black people who are in this movement. And I forgot why I mentioned all this. Oh, I said, because if I would have posted on Twitter all lives matter, you know, like, four years ago, people would have canceled me if I ever became famous. People would have automatically shut me down, even though, you know, like, two months later, I realized, oh that's stupid that's not like i shouldn't say that because it's not you know what i mean
7: but you yeah you yeah that's awesome because you know we actually we started off like oh my gosh you know with you saying all lives matter and then we heard we listened to your like thought process and you're like growing and you're learning and now you're, and that's what everybody should be doing, you know, mm-hmm. like this, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, like that has to go, you know, yeah. period. Yes. And, and. <laughs> With the tea, yes. The tea. yes. <laughs> period. And and, 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 and like, if everybody's doing this, then like, we can honestly make some type of change, you know? Starting somewhere. I
4: think a big part of it, of getting that change is the language though, because I feel like it, branching back to what we said earlier about uh, that guy, um, I feel like it is, it, it can, it's very easy for it to become an issue of like, listen to us, do what we say, and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And it's like, sometimes I do feel attacked, and I feel like I don't know how to help you, and I'm scared to help you, because I feel like I'm, I'm scared to step and branch out, because I don't want to step, I don't want to do wrong. You don't want to step on too your far in. Yeah, right, like, exactly. But I I do respect I feel like I respect the people that are willing to branch out and are willing to talk to us about it cuz like Emily is my best friend. I'm black, she's white. Anyways. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> she I always respect the fact that she always asks a certain questions and she's never afraid. Well, she she is always afraid, but she's she's always like tell me tell me how you're feeling and how I can help. And I'm always very careful to try and explain to her the way I feel without wanting her to feel like she's been attacked or without her wanting to feel like, because she the fact that she's always willing to learn and educate herself means the world to me. And I don't want to scare her away from that. And I feel like that's something a lot of people could take to heart.
0: Yeah. Aww, no. don't do yes. that. You know I she's cry everything. You can't cry. This girl yes. cries 24-7. Yeah. 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 It's okay. I understand you. We could be cry twins. I'm totally fine. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you, though, because then I'll tear up and I got on mascara and this ain't going to work out. That's why I didn't wear makeup, because I was worried I would cry. (laughs) No, I think I think all of this is very like. So I think what I'm hearing, too, is like when we're talking about language, we're talking about communication. Right. So we're talking about language and. And it's not necessarily, like I said, you know, French, Spanish, English, whatever language that we're talking about. We're talking about the way in which we communicate with each other as well. And and I think also what I'm hearing is just giving people grace to grow. Right. Um, and I think that that's kind of the thing, um, full circling back to... Um I'm this is residual I'm not crying still this is just the tears that I wasn't letting fall. Um but um so so no I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Stop laughing. This totally is a lot fine. of
1: analysis about tears. Like these are unshed tears that are falling now. But...
0: No, but like I think yeah, we're talking about like as I full circle back some of some of the things that you're saying is that you're not giving, you're not being given the voice and it seems as though they haven't given you the grace to grow from 13 to 18, you know? Like you're you're not 11 years old anymore and you have, while you haven't had 25-year-old experiences, you haven't had Bill's experiences, you have had 15-year-old experiences. You have had certain experiences and, and I think it's important for us to give you that grace to to have grown to the point that you're at and being able to speak.
3: I mean, I do want to say... I think adults tend to forget you grow so much in high school. Like, I am not the same person I was junior year. I'm not the same person I was a month ago. You literally, it is the craziest time of your life, and you are growing so much, and you're becoming different people, and you're learning new things. And so it feels like, I was going to say this, every time it's like, okay, we'll give you a chance to say what you want to say, and we're so afraid of messing up that we don't say it, or that we say something and it's wrong, and it's like, oh, well, it um what's the word that's hypocritical or it um isn't exactly what you said you know a year ago like we keep changing and things are changing how we usually
0: end our podcast is with a leave and a takeaway so um from this conversation i oh oh god oh god it's okay no but we have to it's how we do things do i
2: have to go first
0: no no but i'm still i'm still i'm still talking no, no, I'm still talking. You've got time. You've got time. So we do a leave and a takeaway. And so what um, we do is we say from from this conversation, um, what is something that you're taking away? And if there's something you could leave, um, what would you leave? And I think, and you jump in and tell me what you think, but I think what I would do is like to leave it to you guys. Usually we also jump in with our leave and our takeaway, but I think I want to leave it with you guys. And I want to give you this platform to think of what you would like to leave with, with the conversation, but I mean, take uh, from the conversation, but what you would like to leave for adults, as you've been saying, you haven't had this voice. Oh, you're good. You're totally fine. Oh, okay, great. Now she's good. Now she's good. Um, so what would you like for adults to know as Thinking of every adult that you feel could have been helpful in any situation, whether it be a teacher, an authority figure, a parent, um, anyone, what would that be?
1: Wait, but also can I give them a quick leave as regards, like, voting? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so quick leave for, like, anybody listening and also for y'all re-voting. Like, A, the best thing to do is not just vote, but, like, also call your congressperson about things. Calling is better than writing is better than calling is the best thing to do. But... When you call, they will like. If you call enough times, they will eventually look you up in a database and let's see, like, does this person actually vote? And if you actually vote, then they're going to take your concern a lot more seriously. And that's like they check primary and general election for primary and general, both for presidential years and for midterm years. So like, even if you feel like there is nothing particularly important on the ballot this year, go ahead and vote because that's going to see people are going to see. Oh, this person votes all the time. So they're very likely to vote for my person that I work for. So I'm going to take their concern a lot more seriously. So that's just quick leave. That's even when it doesn't seem like it matters, this particular election, you know who's going to win this particular election. Voting helps because it will make elected officials take your concerns more seriously. Okay, voting. Yay. Yay, go voting. And, and...
0: actually, I have one quick question before we do our leaves and take- takeaways. What advice would you give to, especially for those of you who have recently graduated and, and having felt, Hey, so now you're talking specifically to Jordan. Yes. She's, she's all ears, but you which means that it, the responsibility is now on you to fix the entire world of oh, high school. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, um, school. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but what advice would you guys give to high school students as you felt all the things that you felt, what, what things would you have done differently? What would, what things have you done that you felt worked for you?
7: I think one question that I was asked um, by the end of my high school career was um, what is your worth and uh, I thought a lot about that and I was like well I thought about what I was right I thought about what I was involved in what I had accomplished um, um, what people thought of me how people approached me and how they felt about me what they left me with right and from from all that I got my legacy right so my advice to, to anybody graduating or um, anybody about to graduate, um, just you know, be smart and, and focus on on you, right Have fun, but not too much fun that you mess up that legacy and, and you know, inspire others and make sure everyone else grows and don't have that selfish mentality that we talked about earlier, you know and, and really enjoy yourself because that's what's important too. and um, oh yeah, and pay all your fees.
0: <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. adults pay all your fees oh, yeah, because yeah, we don't do that either. I mean,
7: I guess. <laughs>
0: Fine. Uh,
3: I want to say, even though everyone at this table like wants to be like an activist and they want to like do all these things and promote change. I think it's okay to give yourself grace and to give yourself a grace period and to say, I felt this way or I said some things and they weren't right. This isn't even just about like social justice issues or political issues. If you made a mistake, give yourself grace. You're learning, you're growing. And that's like adults too. Every every aspect of life, you're learning and you're growing. And the only way we are gonna make changes if we forgive ourselves. And if we say, okay, this happened, these things are happening, what can I do about it? I didn't do anything yesterday, but maybe I'll do something today. And maybe I didn't do anything a year ago when it happened then, but maybe I'll do something today. It's okay to say that your past self wasn't as actively trying to change things as you are today. And even if you say, I'm gonna change things, then tomorrow you forget, that's all right. Grace, we, not every. you're not gonna save the world by yourself. You not. You're not, it's impossible. But you can save the world by treating yourself well. And by doing that, you treat everyone else well and you give importance to the issues that do matter, even if it's an issue that's not deeply affecting you, but affecting people around you.
5: Uh I Johnny said, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I
7: think he worded it pretty well. good. <laughs> <laughs>
5: control C, Control B. I think you do have to be the best you you can be mm-hmm. so you can contribute to the better whole uh, the best way you can right? because the country this country specifically it's about the individual and how far an individual person can go you know and that individual with everyone with that mentality being the best they can be contributing their part at the max, that's what builds um, you know this whole society we live in, the country, our communities, our families, all that.
4: I think my main thing would be to just not be afraid, which is, it sounds like talk is cheap, yes. But being in high school is very scary, but it's, it, it's gonna go by faster than you think. Before you know it, you're in college, before you know it, you're in the real world and you're an adult. Um, and then in high school, I personally felt like I, I've had moments where I've been scared to step out or to do my own thing or to say what I feel because I don't want my friends to judge me. I don't wanna feel, sound stupid. I don't wanna say the wrong thing. And then they like, they ignore me or whatever. But um, I feel like something I, I regret a little bit is not, I, I tried what I could when I could to try and educate myself and learn more about what's going on in the world, but I wish I had done that a little more. Um, and I wish I had said some things, because I've heard some ridiculous things that I feel like I could have spoken to um, know, with some facts, knowing some things. And so I just feel like it's important to just not be afraid to want to be a better person, to want to educate yourself, and to, um, and to want to grow. So just take that to heart.
3: I wanted to say one more thing, sorry. Okay. I was going to say, um, it's very quick, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by the events that are happening in the world. Like, I remember I've been I've cried over multiple events that have happened, and even though I'm a crier, they're still, like, deeply hurting, and that's okay to be upset about multiple things, but like Lauren said earlier, I really like, just start somewhere. If you feel like you can make a change, maybe you don't make a change in everything that's happening, but you make a change in one thing, and that's going to affect more people, and it's going to branch out. Mm-hmm. Just start somewhere, and don't let yourself get overwhelmed by the bajillion issues that are happening in the world, because that's very easy to do.
0: So let's do a round robin of your leaves and your takeaways. If you could, uh, uh, what are you taking away, and what would you leave?
2: I think what I'm taking away is to to worry about yourself. I thought that was I thought it was a big thing to just really focus on the bigger picture of everyone else. But talking to you guys made me realize that. I mean, focusing on yourself is also just as important. Okay. And I think something to leave with the adults at least is not to discredit our feelings because we do have a lot to say and when we do have the voice and we do have that opportunity to speak up, we can really make something great and
3: so, yeah. Um, I'm gonna start with my leave. I also wanna leave with adults. The fact that when you give us opportunities to use our voices, we probably will surprise you, and will say a lot of really great things. Like I'm very happy that Janelle has given us a platform to say what we need to say, and it's helped me realize that I shouldn't be afraid to speak about issues that are troubling me or issues that I think are important, but that I should be able to help, that I should still, even if I'm speaking on a a topic, to still lift up, to use my voice to lift up those who are actually experiencing those issues and those who are struggling with those things and that it's okay to use my voice to make others louder.
4: Um, what I I feel like I've taken away is to remember um, how these issues are affecting everyone. And it's, while I may not know people in particular, it's, I have to remember that there are people that I may not encounter every day that are going through these issues. And I wanna be able to eventually be able to support and help. Um, and what I wanna leave is for adults to remember how it may seem a little scary or a little unnecessary for telling the teenagers or kids even, they're ready, um, what's going on in the world and what's what's happening today. But I feel like it's important that if they ever ask to tell them and to never like um, dance, beat around the bush or anything like that, just let them know because it's going to help them grow. And they're going to make mistakes growing older especially if it's like your kid but um they'll i i have full faith that they'll be confident and smart enough to to navigate themselves throughout the world in a smart way so just let give them the freedom to want to be better to want to learn um
6: i guess what i want to take away is like piggybacking off of what you said it is okay to focus on yourself it is okay for you to to voice your own opinion, to speak up for yourself, because I honestly have such a huge problem with that. Like, anytime I want to say something, a thought occurs, and I'm just like, ah, never mind, I'm not gonna say that. But uh, sometimes I do say these things, and people are like, hey, like, why why don't you ever speak that much? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just I'm scared of what other people think, and I think that people should be able to you know, speak up without having to worry about what other people think. And I'm not really good at speaking up right now, actually, so that's why I don't do it much often. This is where you give yourself
0: the grace to continue to grow.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, this whole time, um, this entire high school, well, this year, actually, my senior year, my little sister went to school with me, right? And high school is, like we said, it's welcome to the jungle, you know? Mm And and it's so hard to protect her, from from so much. And that was my mission for for like the most part. And I and I felt, I felt terrible. But at the same time, I felt like it was my responsibility to to block her from from any boy that like looked at her or something like that, or any type of conversation my senior friends would talk about. You know, but but the thing i got from this and the thing that i've been getting from from many of my friends saying let her breathe you know let let the youth breathe and educate them and and let them have their own experiences like honestly who wants to listen who wants to listen to somebody else's experience go and have your own you know and learn from that and maybe we could talk about it later you know because there goes conversation there goes something because i'm old right i don't want to talk about you know your boring little things just because you didn't get to experience it and you're over here doing little kid things right, so we can have an on level conversation right, and hopefully it might be helpful too because now that we're on the same page we can we can have a discussion you know and um and one thing what was that one thing I took from this? all right well, I just left something after that. Um, what can I leave um, honestly you know what the mentality between lauren and and emily the mentality of, of saying i appreciate you for learning and always asking questions and i appreciate you for always like growing and wanting to ask questions that type of mentality and relationship should go with with all the, could, could it will, it will demolish these these language and and, and sexual orientation and political barriers and, and all these other other type of barriers that we have in our society and with this type of mentality we we could start something and we could honestly close something, you know. So that's what I have to leave.
5: Um, I think I take away uh, some wisdom that hopefully not in the near future, whenever I have kids. <laughs> how to raise them, and how to educate
2: them.
5: Um, The whole language barrier, the whole sheltering thing, all of that. Uh, There's some things you have to protect your kids from for a certain amount of time. And then certain thing you have to sit them down and talk to them straight, what it is, and let them flourish, grow from their own experience, from their own judgment, how to figure things, How to to find their own place in the world. Mm -hmm. And the thing i leave to adults would just be, you know, keep an open mind. If someone's wrong, don't just bash them. Tell them they're wrong. Tell them why. Or if they're not, learn from it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, together reach consensus.
0: Um, This was a great conversation. I wish we could have these more often, mostly because, like, you guys are literally going to be the ones that save the whole planet. So Like,
5: Like, I've been sitting
1: the whole time. Like, are there podcasts where just high schoolers talk about things? I'm sure there are, but there should be more. Y'all should. I mean, in all honesty,
0: honesty, you guys, like, I mean, no, seriously. I mean, and and I guess my, what I would uh, encourage you to do is, um, if you feel like you're not given the platform, create your own you know, you could, you can do that. There's no rule that says you can not do that. So, um, all right, well, this has been a great episode. Uh, we hope that you guys come back for the next one. I usually tell the listeners this, but I'm going to tell you guys this, create hope, forge a path and change the world. Period.